coach a dig. What is thy bidding, my master? Listen to me very carefully. Wake up. Time to die. There are no strings on me. Boy, this is a lot more fun when they're not shooting back. Such a road license. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dad. Screw you, fat ass! It's good. I'm going to tear off your skin like wrapping paper and deck the hole with your guts. Put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. I can't lie to you about your choices. But you have my sympathy. Get those nerds! 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 Come with me if you want to come with me. It's the culture dig. Big dig with... Who do we have with us? Jimmers. And Jeff. And this is Buchacha. This week we're talking about a little film franchise that, uh, well, I'll say it like this. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> of course, in the new one, it's a female saying it, but I'm, I'm not going to try to impersonate her. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, let's go ahead and talk a little Terminator. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, unfortunately. so uh, we... <laughs> whoa, 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 Jimmers. It's only, be- it's only because I saw the movie. Uh, you, I haven't seen the movie You yet. sound, you sound com- completely demoralized. <laughs> have, have, you yeah. lost, have you lost the will to live? Are we talking about the new film? Yeah, that's my problem. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and set the context for the Terminator franchise. Now, uh, this film came out when Jeff and I were rather young. What year was it that came out? 84. 84. Uh, Jimmers, were you yet alive? I was born in 84. Okay, so it's just barely. So you, you don't have any uh, early mem- memories of seeing it right out the gates there? No, I, my first memories, I saw T2... When I was uh, 10-ish. And then I feel like it was a year or two later is when I saw T1 for the first time. Uh, okay. So, Jeffrey, your, your first Terminator experience. Um, I remember watching it at my Uncle Bill's. And, what, like, how old were you? What was your impression? Um, it, pretty soon after it came out, um, my, uh, my uncle helped me with my love of pirating movies, so... <laughs> Oh, oh. Okay, so uh, I believe the first time I ever watched the original Terminator was, I remember being really young, we had a satellite dish, and I remember it came on one of the channels, and I don't remember that much about it, but, I, you know, it was the 80s. Kids just watch shit anyway, I think. It's probably like some of us are sort of scarred for life, but uh, I do recall thinking, you know, like, oh, man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because, like, I, re- I remember distinctly, Thinking of Arnold's, because one of the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movies I'd ever seen was Conan the Destroyer, at least the ones that I remember. And so this might have been somewhere around that same point in time with uh, Conan the Destroyer, the second film. And I watched this one, and I'm like, wait, wait, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger a bad guy? So really, <laughs> it uh, freaked me out a little bit. And so I, I did not like the original Terminator. I had like this predisposition towards hating it just because... I, oh, like when I was younger, I'm like, Arnold Schwarzenegger has to be the good guy. He's not allowed to be the bad guy. Uh, and it wasn't until I came into it 
right around the time I guess T2 came out, I'm like, okay, I'm a little older now. I can watch Terminator and I'm going to see if I really, I can get into it because the fact that in T2, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good guy sort of made up for the fact that he was a bad guy in the first one. All right, guys. Yeah. So, uh, what are your general opinions these days of the first film? Oh, it's still the very still first really one. Good. Still really good. Oh, yeah. Um, holds up pretty I, well. Yeah. I, I think the special effects, uh, like, they're not better than the modern film, but they are more terrifying. Like, the way they had to do it with, like, the stop motion when yeah. they're at the factory at the end. Like that, the, like the way that it's moving and it's totally inorganic. You're like right. That is terrifying. I, I agree. Like I, with I was that. up last night. Yeah, I, I, I just something across the last style? night. Yeah, I was trying to because um, uh, what does Sarah Connor say at the very end? She says, "I think it's just your terminated fucker." Is yes. What she says yeah. Yeah. yeah this, we right. had and I was trying to find that a, f- a few shows back. We did. Yeah, because yeah, it's not your terminated fucker. motherfucker. It's just your terminated fucker. I always throw in a mother for some reason. And uh, I was looking for the clip <laughs> I last what night. What Doctor Freud would say about that? Ooh. Well, I mean, it's a movie about motherfucking. You know what I mean? Like, you, I thought it was appropriate. Uh, and strangely, so is the newest one. All right. Yeah. But um, I, I found this couple. So it was cool. like, yeah, I, it was like at midnight last night, and it was like really dark. And, you know, like you're kind of like sitting. I was sitting alone in my my living room, expecting to get abducted by aliens at any moment. And I was watching <laughs> the T800 crawling after Sarah Connor, and I was freaked out. I forgot how terrifying it's, the Yeah, the it's sufficiently scary. I agree. Uh, so cold. Think, so cold and just emotionless. Just relentless. But it, it also it has that much more realistic terror than anything that can be shown in CGI. Like, with T2 and with T3 and Salvation and Sarah Connor Chronicles and with this newest film, like, the whole liquid metal thing, I just... I remember back when T2 came out, people's mind, you know, their minds were blown by this yeah, was liquid cool. metal thing. It was. was cool. And that was like the talk of the town back then. But I'm like, now I'm just like, that's so, so lame. Anyway. Uh, so like, I don't know where, where do you evolve a Terminator past liquid metal stage? But I was sort of, I guess that's something we can get into a little bit. All right. So some people say that T- Terminator, the original is the best of the bunch. Although I think no. uh, J- Jimmers would probably say that T2 is the best of the bunch. Jeffrey, where do you stand? Oh, I'd say T3 all the way. You say T3? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am uh, fucking with you. <laughs> whim- whimsy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when we actually get to our Star Trek list, uh, some of us might be surprised by that. So I'm not taking anything for granted here. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. all right. Where, where um, do you stand at, Jeffrey? Oh, it's it's a it's a hard choice between one and two, okay. but um, I'll, I'll tell you what. What really pushes me over for thinking T two is better than T one is the huge dispute between James Cameron and Harlan Ellison. And have you gone back and seen the Outer Limits that Terminator One is based on? No, no. Oh, okay, yeah, because it's based on um uh one of one episode is Demon with a Glass Hand, and the other one is Soldier. They're both Harlan Ellison stories. And when uh, T1 was coming out, uh, there was a, a big controversy about this. Um, James Cameron was talking to a reporter for Starlog, a sci-fi magazine, and uh, they were like, where did you get the idea for this? And he's like, well, he, I think he like, may have used the word ripped off because the interview never actually was released. They, um, the company that owns the script contacted Starlog 
and had them redact the parts where he talked about where he got the ideas from the script from. But he basically yeah. said he ripped it off of Harlan Ellison, some Outer Limits episodes. And if you go back and watch, I mean, you can find them on, on YouTube. And yeah, sure. the, the beginning is set. I mean, you can play that with Terminator 1, like the first 15 minutes next to um, cuts of the episode Soldier. And I, I, like the sets look the same, the plot looks the same. Is this, the guy is this the, kind of like playing uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd to the beginning of Wizard of Oz? Right, but uh, okay. um, you know, like it starts in the future, and it's like this dystopian wasteland, and they're just lasers shooting across the sky, and it looks just like the beginning of T one. And then um, it has uh, a guy he he teleports back in time. Actually, he gets into a fight and he falls into a, a time vortex, and so he's a soldier from the future, and he comes back in time. And he lands right in the middle of an alley. Um, I'm not sure what city it is. And somebody sees him. And then so like the police roll up and, and they're trying to apprehend him five minutes later in an alley where he <coughs> came through a time portal from a future war. Uh, so and almost it, identical to where like Genesis picks up at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of like that. And uh, there, there was a big fight about it. And I, I sided with Cameron for the longest time because I know how Harlan Ellison is. But yeah. uh, he's, he's, uh, I mean, like he yells at young writers for not, you know, demanding that they get paid for their scripts and stuff. And, uh, I was like, maybe it's just him looking for publicity and stuff. But then mm. when I heard about all these interviews and stuff, and I saw an interview with Harlan Ellison and he was like, I'm really not trying to be a dick. It's really hard to not step on all the writer's toes. But like, he went around bragging about how he ripped me off and then he pretended like he didn't to me. And so they settled out of court. I think Harlan Ellison got like 75 grand and he has that, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? 75 yeah, grand? Yeah, oh my um, god. He was talking about he would have gotten a lot more if he went to court and Harlan Ellison's claim is he really didn't want to. Um but if you uh, y- like you notice right at the end when Sarah Connor's making the tapes and she's driving through Mexico, mm-hmm. it says like special thanks to the work of Harlan Ellison or something like that. Oh, it's gotcha. a really weird insert card and that was part of the settlement was that he would always receive this credit in every form of Terminator 1 afterward. Uh, so yeah, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm like I, I don't I'm know just, if it's like divine intervention that he came up with this. I'm just having wow. a you know a kind of glimpse of the of the kid the paper boy from that uh, one John Cusack movie. I want my two dollars. It's Harlan Ellison there for you. Okay, guys. <laughs> so we are sort of in agreement then that T two is probably the best with uh, the original T Terminator close behind. I think yeah, who are these people are saying that T one was? Who was saying T one was better? Because I saw an argument or a uh, article recently, and they were talking about like. They just knew Terminator Genesis was going to suck even before it came out because they're like, every subsequent Terminator movie has been worse. And their argument was that T2 and T1 were like on par with each other. Oh, and I, I don't know. About- I was like, really? Yeah, I was taken aback by that. I think that's a terrible argument. I think the same thing with T3 and Salvation. I'm I not sure I agree about Salvation. Better, is worse. I think Salvation's better than T3. So I, I don't See, know. I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I, I dislike Salvation with an intense, burning, fiery passion. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and start talking about T3 and Salvation then, guys. So, uh, Terminator 3. Sucks. <laughs> uh, okay. well, I feel like I've, I, I first realized I was really going to hate it when he shows up at the strip club and he steals the guy's clothes and then he, he walks out wearing the Lolita glasses. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like... Like, no, like, I, this movie lost me already. Like, there's no well, way this movie is salvageable, like, ten minutes in. That is was is there some sort of, like, Voldemort curse where we have uh, a different actor playing uh, John Connor in every movie as well? I mean, oh, you, I, you knew. Yeah. Okay, T, T2, <laughs> we've already agreed it's the best, you know, it's the best of the bunch for the most part. And you have Edward, young Edward Furlong, who did, you know, a pretty good 
albeit whiny ass job in T2. And, you know, I was very skeptical even back then. Like, this kid's the one who's going to grow up and lead the battle against the Terminators. This, this kid's a little puss. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, you know, T3. Like, I liked Nick Stoll better than Edward Furlong as far as. I don't know, just his humanity. That's not uh, saying much, though. But, That's not saying much. Yeah, yeah, it really isn't yeah. saying much at all. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to yeah, uh, sort of, you know, douche bag and turd sandwich between the two. Mm. But uh, and then you have, of course, Christian Bale and Salvation, which is the best of them all. It's just yeah, I, like I wish Batman. the movie were a lot better. I like Batman as, as John Connor. Uh, and, of I- course, Terminator Salvation was his uh, infamous rant against the cameraman and the <laughs> yeah. director mcg i don't know if you guys remember hearing about that oh yeah, yeah. Uh, good for you yeah yeah apparently that he wasn't uh digging what one of the camera operators or whatever was doing i think it was a boom mic operator rant. yeah it was the lighting yeah. guy <laughs> okay so yeah he goes off on that but uh you know uh, and then when, in this new movie we have oh i don't remember this new actor's name the one in genesis who's playing john connor jai courtney no that's he's jai. playing uh What's his face? Jai Courtney's playing uh, Michael Bean. Shit, what? I'm having a brain. Oh, oh, Kyle Reese. Kyle oh, Kyle yeah, Reese. Um, uh, Jason Clark. What's wrong Jason with Clark. me? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have you have this new John Connor in every film, and not one of those John Connors in these subsequent films, past the first one, is even remotely on the same level as a character. Like the only one who was convincing for me was Christian Bale. Yeah. Well, I yeah, seen I, I gotta say, it. yeah. Oh, okay. I want to say number one. I liked Edward Furlong. I think like as I abhor child actors, yeah, and I yeah, find yeah, him surprisingly to. tolerable. Yeah. And uh, I think it's because like I, I first saw him when I was a kid. I was like nine or ten when I first saw. It. I think it's all on network TV too, uh-huh. and it still scared the hell out of me even with everything edited out. And um, but like he like stole money from atms and rode a dirt bike yeah that made like, him i was I, he was my uh, he was my idol for that um, <laughs> with, his, with his red-headed mullet ki- red me- red-headed uh, mullet friend yeah uh, hey man that was the rage dude that was the rage <laughs> but, uh all the all the different actors playing john connor i saw uh, an interesting fan theory which i don't really believe for half a second but somebody was positing it's because if you think about like the circular nature of the timeline and they keep you know, Kyle Reese keeps coming back to impregnate um, Sarah Connor. Yeah. And you would also assume that there has to be an original John Connor from a father who is not Kyle Reese to have a John Connor in the first place to send oh, Kyle Reese back. We're, we're, so we're even neglecting the throne the John Connor from the Sarah Connor Chronicle, so there's another one. Time right. paradox. Yeah. So, it's a time paradox. But, but someone, yeah, someone was arguing that, you know, like maybe one of the John Connors comes from the initial sperm of a different father. Oh, my God. And then each one of the subsequent ones is played by a different actor. You, you almost have to reckon it that way. It's a different spermatozoa reaching her, her um, <laughs> ovum each time. Because each one's a different sperm the winning, winning the race. The, uh, right, yeah, so that's second place Connor finisher comes in first next time. Jimmers, I think you right. might have a future in retconning, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna be the hollywood consultant for all, all future retcons just on the next turn when they were showing egg and a bunch of sperm coming in it and like there's one in, there's one in first place and the second one, the second place we can have like, like a freeze them. we can have a freeze frame where we label t2 sperm t3 sperm <laughs> salvation sperm like the salvation sperm's like the, the you know the biggest and baddest of them all uh yeah. 
Well, it reminds me of like the James Bond argument too. Like people still haven't figured out whether the different James Bond actors are all the same person. You ever hear these theories about how, like, oh no, it, different spies adopt the pseudonym James Bond? I'm like, get the hell out! Like it's the same person. They just have different actors because it's filmed at different. You know, you know what I mean? Like, why are we uh, arguing about this? It's really going to blow people's mind if like Idris Elba gets cast as James Bond. Uh, uh, you know, being a black guy. Yeah. Well, also they yeah. can't have an 80 year old James Bond running around blowing shit up. I don't know. I'd still. I'd like to see Sean Connery doing. Agreed. It. <laughs> I, I'd pay my ten fifty at the movie theater to see that. Anyway, okay, guys. Uh, um, so T three, we really just glossed over. Is it? Is it just so much of a a, a curse on our memory of Terminator to think about T three? Yeah, because like, I didn't T3. really have a problem yeah. with it. I just didn't really like. No, it. I had. I, I had problems with it. Like, not only was it a not good movie. It was undoing tons of what had been done in the previous film. Like, at the end of T2, it's supposed to be a story about hope. Like, the end of T1, where she's driving off into the desert, Sarah Connor, and she's making the tapes, you're like, oh, shit, like, the end of the world is coming, Mm -hmm. and we have this one hope of salvation, you know, Jesus Christ, John Connor, and, like, that's it. Like, we're going to have to, you know, um, uh, grit our teeth and bear it. Mm-hmm. And in T2, at the end where it shows the road, which did you ever hear about this? It was an afterthought that they threw the, the road clip in at mm-hmm. the end. It was supposed to have like an epilogue where it was um, Sarah Connor in the future. Yeah, I saw and that. And it was like 2029. Yeah, have you ever seen this in the special on the, the DVD or Blu-ray? No, I haven't. Yeah, and it's, yeah. supposed to be, and it's supposed to be like she's in Washington, D.C. and John Connor has become a senator. Oh, really? I didn't and realize that part. It, so in other words, she's going to become like a Terminator. Like yeah, in Genesis. T2. Okay. And uh, it, it bombed with test audiences because it was a stupid idea. And so they just put in the clip of the road at the end where she's like, like, now for the first time, the road in front of me isn't clear. Do doom doom do do. And I'm like, all right, like, that's cool. <laughs> like, there's no fate, but whatever we make, you know, they retcon that line yeah, right. in the original Terminator. But and I'm uh, like, all right, that's cool. And, and then T3 is like, no, just kidding. There is fate. Judgment Day has to happen. Yeah, that's no what I was going to say. No matter when, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, which is not completely it, parts undid in Genesis. There's no fate for what we make for ourselves. The next one is like, eh, fuck that shit. Uh, you guys are screwed. <laughs> uh, all right, no. so we, we've uh, we've been dancing around. Are we ready to talk about Genesis then? Because that's sort of a good segue. Then uh, we well, did we, we have T three, which oh, so, of course we have to talk about salvation. I'm sorry, uh, guys, salvation. Whoa. I liked salvation. I like it too. As, like. Ever since, ever since I saw Terminator 1, and he talks about, like, the early models had rubber skin, we could spot them easy, and he's talking about, like, the history of Terminators, I was like, I kind of want to see this play out. Me and too, And Salvation yeah. gave a little bit of that, like, they showed yeah. some of the T-600s. I like the idea of it. Yeah, but they were eight feet tall, and one of their arms was a Gatling gun, and I'm, I'm like, why did they make this look like a humanoid? Like, it, just, I, it was bizarre. It's completely needless. And, and um, uh, one of my beefs with Salvation, one of the reasons why I hate it so very, very much. Is because Sam Worthington is shit. If you've ever watched any other movie with him in it, oh my god! Like even I don't think I have. Uh, you're fortunate. I think Jeff and I actually watched the movie together in the last few years. Remember that one where he's like the dude on the ledge or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's an Australian actor anyway, but Homeboy could not keep his accent straight through oh. like a ten minute span of that movie, uh, and he he was doing the same sort of bullshit in Terminator. Uh, and it was just completely distracting. I thought his acting was wooden. And so like it completely ruined the experience. Like as much as you might say about T3, at least the acting was better. I mean, I like, I love Claire Danes. I always have, uh, I thought Nick Stoll did a better job than some of the other people, but, 
between the two, that, that you know, like I said, that's my preference. I, but salvation, I love the idea of salvation. I just it was ruined by the actors. Well, I'd like to see him, you know, playing a role with his, you know, being able to use his his accent to see because some people have trouble acting when they're trying to also think about how to modulate every word they say. So I don't they know. Probably I probably shouldn't play Americans in movies then. Oh yeah. I, I mean, some people do it better than others. I mean, J- that guy Jack from Courtney House did it too. Same nationality, same Worthington. Uh, I thought. I don't know. I can't. I, never mind. His acting wasn't much better either. <laughs> Somewhat though. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the Salvation was interesting. It gave me a nice glimpse of what the future world looks like, and it didn't do much damage to the franchise the way I feel like T three did. Yeah. And like T three, like just didn't fit. It didn't fit um, in terms of tone. And then there were just like logistical things about T three that made no sense because like they established in T one and T two that there's like you know like have some kind of internal battery that lasts about a hundred years. And then in T three, he's like, whenever my power supply is damaged, it turns into a nuclear bomb. And then he cuts his chest open and then throws a nuclear bomb out of his chest as they're driving down the highway. That would never happen in Terminator one or two. No. That just it wouldn't fit with the movie. It doesn't make any sense. And then he Up, uses it upgrades. at the end. He pulls out his power supply and sticks it into the yeah. TX. It's his mouth. Uh, um, oh. I even felt like the TX was scraping the bottom of the barrel because it's like, what what have we done with Terminators? Like we already we made the T eight hundred, which is nearly invincible, and then we made the T one thousand, which is totally invincible, providing he doesn't slip and fall into a pool of lava. Right. <laughs> and then, like, how do we one up that? Like. We'll build a gun into his arm, and we'll make him a woman. Breasts. That's um, how they. That's how they one upped it. Breasts. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was a really crappy one up. Uh, you know what? I I, I don't know. Over, and if anything, from Terminator Three, and I I can't like anybody in that movie after what happened. Ooh, not even Claire Danes. Um. You know what? I like Claire Danes in um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. That's about it. I, uh, I guess uh, she's well, I'm, I'm a big fan of Homeland. If you haven't watched that one, wasn't she? All Stardust? right, guys. Start. Yeah, of course, Stardust. Yeah, it's a good. Absolute movie. classic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, now it's time to talk about Genesis. Jeffrey, you said you did not watch it yet. I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Jimmers, you watched it. I watched it, um, and it was really great. I've never seen a movie like this. I saw it with two of my friends in Real D3D, and we were the only people in the movie theater. Cool. So we really? sat right in the front, and we fucking lampooned the shit out of it as we sat there and watched it. So you like missed it? And it was the greatest three thousand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> are you are you the robot? One of the talking robots, or are you the guy? Wait, what's that? Am I a talking robot? No, because we're talking um, about mis- you. You, you said you you were like Mystery Science three thousand. Yeah, it was like that. It, it, we <laughs> sat there and we lampooned the shit out of it in an empty theater. And, um, uh, oh my God, it was, I'll, I'll tell you what, my, my favorite part of it, the one thing that actually kind of drew a cheer from me, because did you hear all this stuff about like, um, Schwarzenegger said he returned to the franchise because, um, you couldn't get another job. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, was it something to do with money? I'd say he couldn't get another job. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, well, it reminds me. Um, yeah, uh, his payment for T3. I remember at the time they were saying Arnold Schwarzenegger he broke the record, and they quoted it at like thirty-one million dollars or something. Was how much yeah. he made for T3? And because um, yeah, like before his his going rate was twenty million a movie. Um, 
But I understand now, I think it was Mario Kasser, the producer, one of the, the Terminator producers, um, basically Arnold Schwarzenegger went to him and was like, I want a Gulfstream 8 Deluxe private jet. Give me that, whatever that's worth is my salary. And so yep. that's how it came out to like the $31.2 million as oh they just God. gave him a, a jet. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Um, for this, what we were talking about with Genesis, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was saying he was willing to come back to the franchise because the writers were so clever, they'd written it in such a way that it undid, he said, you know, quote, the last couple of movies. Oh. And I was like, how, how did they do this? How are they so clever? Like 10 minutes into the film where they're in the future, there's a line where they're like, like the bombs came down in 1997 and me and my friends just without thinking about it, we all were like, yes, because that means Terminator three didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's not like some kind of giant brainwave that these screenwriters had. They just basically <laughs> pretended Terminator three didn't happen. Exactly. Uh, there, there was a lot of pretending going on with that one anyway, but like I said, Jeff, Jeff Habs has not seen it yet. So, uh, Jeff, are you prepared to have some things ruined for you? Well, are you, are you, are you according to how much? you guys sound, I, you can't ruin it too much for me. <laughs> no, well, okay. Like I was okay. Uh, he saw it in the theater. What you saw about a week and a half ago, Jimmers? Yeah, I, I saw it exactly a week ago. Okay, I so I, I watched it this uh, I think last Friday, um, and I remember texting you. I'm like, wow, man, the first thirty minutes are actually really right, good. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, I, I because you know, all these reviews have been you know universally negative and. Uh, calling this the the death of the franchise and whatnot, and I had to actually text you a little bit before that, saying like, "Oh, one of my favorite reviewers actually had a favorable review of the movie." And yeah. I, you know, going into the th that first thirty minutes, it's like, you know, I I could see how this could be a totally good movie. So what ends up happening after that? Okay, where did it derail for you, Jimmers? Like, can can you pinpoint a scene where you're like, oh? Wait, before eh, you so before much. you answer, before you answer, I do have to ask, are the resistance finally using plasma weapons? No. You say mm -hmm. plasma weapons? Yeah. Yeah, they do have some plasma weapons. I don't remember if they're all plasma weapons. Because in Salvation they were they still using weapons. bullets. Right. Yeah, because it was supposed to be twenty seventeen in Salvation. This is supposed to start in twenty twenty nine. So they've converted over. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I, I'll tell you where, like, it really was just like, this is not Terminator to me. Uh -huh. Is, and, and I don't remember because, like, it kept cropping up as kind of like a little motif over the course of the film, but where they started talking about, um, there was a quantum nexus that let Kyle Reese see his alternate 14 okay. year old self. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he knew that he had to go to the year 2017 and not to 1997 to stop Skynet. I was like, this is not something that would happen in Terminator. Like, nobody time travels, and they're like, I had some kind of b bizarre, vague, nebulous vision, and now we need to change the entire plot of the film. Let, um, let alone that the, uh, the T-100 would actually, you know, the character, for those of you who don't know, the character of Arnold Schwarzenegger is called Pops in this movie. So, yeah. and, and Pops uh. is just, he's like, oh yeah, this is what happened. You're like, dude, you're a fucking robot. How would you, yeah. how would you have any knowledge of that whatsoever? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, 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 I will say, I like the idea that, like, um, where they're talking about the story, of the T-1000 going back to, it was, um, uh, 72 or 70, it had to have been, I think it was 72, um, where they talked about, like, the T-1000 and the T-800 showed up at that time, and the T-1000 presumably kills Sarah's family, and the T-800 saves her, and he's walking away with a smoking yeah. bazooka over his shoulder, and he's, he's carrying yeah. a nine-year-old Sarah Connor. The, yeah, okay, and, so, uh, which brings I, up I like a, the, which brings up a point. Throughout the, 
you know, I guess the greater part of the series of Terminator, it has been Sarah Connor who has kicked the most amount of ass than anybody else. Right. So, like, I love the idea in this move, this, this movie where they really tried to play with that and have Sarah Connor kick the ass like Linda Hamilton did back in T2, uh, almost to a, a, at least a more informed, uh, informed perspective, uh, much like Lena Headey did in, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles as well. That were, you know, Sarah Connor was the one who was in charge, the one calling shots, the one who was, you know, not afraid to go into battle, give her life, whatever. And these other guys, you know, like Jai Courtney's character, Kyle Reese, he he was almost like just the tag along for this, which I, I liked. And like, I, I asked you about a specific scene. Uh, it's probably like you said, the Nexus thing where you're seeing whatever from his 14 years, 14 year old self. My, my, I guess where it all sort of went wrong for me was the uh, first time that Sarah and Kyle time traveled together after the, uh, they lured the, other Terminator in and acid acid rained it, yeah. whatever the hell it was. Uh, so from like that point on, it just, it got weird and a lot of stuff didn't make much sense. And we, did we ever actually find out, find out like who sent pops back to Sarah Con- Connor in the seventies? No, no, you don't. Uh, so, I mean, presumably and you don't see the T-1000 go back either. Like at the very beginning of the film, they send a T-800 and right. then Kyle Reese goes in right behind him. And then yep. presumably farther down the line, they come along. I think I've seen quoted in the, the Terminator timeline that they're, they're still sending Terminators out to like 2032 or something, but that may not be canon because it's definitely not mentioned in the movies that I right. can remember. Um, maybe it's in T3 because I only saw T3. I, I was bothered by the fact that they never came back to, to establish who had sent, you know, the, well, I guess, you know, Skynet sent the one, but who sent Pops back and who erased his memory so he wouldn't remember who sent him back. Yeah. Uh, um, it, like it hints well, at a greater story and that's like this, mm-hmm. the script had such potential and yeah. I don't know if it was just the director or just like they needed a script doctor to go in and mm-hmm. fix some things, but there yeah. were just too many things like, okay, I like well, Genesis better than T3 and salvation, but I uh, can't really say I was all that excited about it either. Was it a good show at least? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, like, hard to believe. Like, there's a scene, you probably saw it in the trailer, where uh, the, I can't believe I'm saying this, the T-3000, which is now John Connor, he's crawling underneath a school bus, and he just reaches up and touches the axle of the school bus, and the school bus flips end over oh. end. Uh, he, and, I think that was the drive. Uh, he was uh, using the drivetrain as a as a lever, I thought. That, yeah, that was, I... That was my, my guess. We we had a big discussion. My friends and I saw this afterward, and we were drawing diagrams trying to figure it out because it really didn't make any sense. Um, but, I mean, like, it's so yeah. over the top. And, I mean, like, that kind of lost me. I- I'll say, you're asking about, like, what specific moment. I have another one, too, that really okay. just messed with me. Go. They they go to the sewer, and they have, like, a snare set for the T-1000. And I'm like, all right, that's cool enough. Um, I, I was curious how they were, like, so sure that they had, like, the right kind of acid and everything. Uh-huh. But they snare the T-1000. I'm like, I'm okay with that. And then they, like, walk into the next room. This is in the sewer in 1984. They walk into the next room and they're like, here's the time machine we've built. That fucking happens in this movie. Oh, they build a time machine in the sewer in 1984. Out of feces and toilet paper. But they needed the uh, (laughs) CPU from the the Terminator. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That 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 was was the the thing that made it go. The big deus ex machina is they had to get a CPU from a Terminator. And, um, yeah, I know. 
And but they, they did a, they played like I, I know it's supposed to be like science fiction. They just played way too fast and loose with it. If we're gonna talk about the totality of the film, the ending where the T eight hundred survives the explosion at Genesis headquarters by jumping into the vat of polymimetic alloy. Yeah. And then he basically becomes, becomes a T one thousand. Yeah. What the fuck? like that's not how that stuff works. Like there's a there's a line it was where it's cute. Like, it was cute. Uh, I it was cute, but it was a Terminator being cute, which yeah, sucked. I know. I mean, it doesn't really. But I guess you know, I I I like the fact that they were trying to make Pops evolve not just as a character, but as a Terminator, and that sort of be, it becomes physical. There's a physical manif- manifestation at the end, but you have like that cute little moment where Sarah sees like how he's lived throughout the, you know, the eight, the nineties and eighties or whatever. And she sees all yeah. the little, the pictures that he's put up and the drawings from when she was a kid. And you know, that pops has evolved oh. internally. So, I mean, you're, I see what you're saying and I wish yeah. they had, I, I wish they had come up with a better way to make him evolve, but you're right. That just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I, we're talking about like big gaps in the film. And I think a lot of it's because, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a contract for two more movies also. <laughs> are, are there going to be two more after this flop? Well, it because, I, mean, I mean, is it making money? I don't, I don't know what the numbers look like. Well, yeah, they're, they're money, the numbers are, are poor. Yeah. They're, oh, really? they're terrible. Because I, like, I knew it was not going to be a great movie, and I paid for it anyway, you know? So, I mean, like, are there enough suckers like me out there to make it worthwhile? I, I don't know. That's, well, yeah, that's the studio. I'm, I'm feeling that way, too, because you guys have been describing how horrible it is, but I'm like... No, Jeff, what are you talking about? You should watch it. You should watch it. Well, yeah, with you guys talking about it, it's like, I want to see that now. (laughs) It's so bad. Unlike T, for me, unlike T3 and Salvation, this one has redeemable qualities. And I like Salvation, so I might like this one too. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and did you see midway through the credits, apparently there's a shot where they show that there are CPUs in the Genesis building still going. And I didn't stay through the credits. Oh no! So no. I never saw this. So, like, basically, the movie at the end is you know like T eight hundred will return. Dot dot dot. So I mean, they're setting it up for sequels and everything. Uh, we'll see. Well, that I guess that's a good segue for our, our final point in this big dig is because of how these these this franchise has devolved. Is there hope for the future? Are, are we going to have to like do a total system reboot well, or is this yeah. thing dead? Because the, well, a lot about, of the press I've been reading mm-hmm. is that it's dead. Like this, we can, might have to some send somebody back for there to be hope for the right. future. Because uh, I mean, like how much of a franchise make a new movie to stop T three and salvation from being made. Oh, do you, do you guys know in, in three years, James Cameron gets back the rights for Terminator. Oh, really? I've heard they've been pressing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he only, he only sold the, the like licensing for them for like 20 years or something. Uh, uh, or, or maybe it was more than that. Oh, did you hear it? He was, he sold the licensing rights for Terminator after Terminator one to his, um, the producer of Terminator one, who was like then his wife or girlfriend or something. Okay. I remember for, this, yeah. for, yeah, for a dollar. He sold the licensing rights to Terminator. Right. So right. I guess, I, I guess in three years, it's supposed to be James Cameron gets him back. Is he going to do anything with it? I don't know. Cause I, I've heard him have quotes about like, he saw Terminator 3 when it came out, and he was like, you know what, I guess it's an okay movie, but it's not my Terminator. I envisaged this ending with T2. Like, I wrote T2 uh-huh. to be the final chapter. What? And it was kind of like, you own the rights, do whatever you want, but it's not my movie. I hear directors say that all the time. When uh, they come wait, up with so what you're saying is that in a few years, when the, the rights revert back to James Cameron, we're going to have that new sperm coming up. 
with the close Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Cameron just, you know, thinks it, it should die where it was. You know, you have T1 I, and T2 I don't T2 think that Hollywood will let it die. I mean, as much of a failure as Genesis has well, been, it's still, it's too much maybe, a part of yeah. the public consciousness. Right. But he's all wrapped up with uh, Avatar and stuff, too, making the big bucks. So I don't know. Is he going to be willing to come back for this? I mean, uh, I can see yeah. it best. Like, he, he licenses it out to some other director. You yeah, know, and, and then produce, uh, yeah. you know, kind of take the back burner away. But that's Spielberg did with... Uh, Jurassic World here recently too. I have an idea uh, for yeah. the. I have an idea for the next film. All right, Jeffrey, uh, that's what uh, we're here for. Let's save Terminator. Go. You go. They they send someone. They send a Terminator back to uh, kill Sarah Connor. Uh, Sarah Connor while she's pregnant. And they also send another Terminator back to protect her. And uh, she she ends up you know being killed, but she's almost ready to be due. So the so the Terminator that's trying to save her has to uh, cut. Uh, John Connor out of her womb and raised himself, kind of like similar to this last movie. Genesis. Apparently. Yeah, that's that's actually really similar. Although she was, I guess, yeah. nine when that happened. All right, Jammers, right. do you have any ideas? I, how would you say yeah, Terminator? I I I feel like this is how the movie should have gone. Like I, I like the idea of John Connor being converted by the the T five thousand. Matt. Smith. Yeah, they played that off a little and better I, than I thought they would. Yeah, but um, I thought he would come back and he would at least be like conflicted, and he was like, uh-huh. "No, I just I just need to kill you all." You yeah, know, like, he I just was, like, like full-blown Terminator. And wasn't there, like, like, at first he was trying to entice him. He's like, like, come to the dark side with me. And it was like, what the fuck do you have to offer? Like, you just it want to make us all into robots. Immortality. And our memories and crap. He was using immortality as the, uh, the enticement. Faustian yeah, bargain. Yeah, like, like, I'll, I'll turn you into a, a non-human robot in exchange for you helping, you, you helping me to wipe out humanity. I mean, uh, what, what hero is going to say yes? What person <coughs> is going to say yes? Darth Vader. Unless you're a psychopath. Yeah, um, but I, I felt like it would have been cool if at the end, um, you know, like the humans and the, the Terminators in Skynet, you know, like they're going at it and they'd reach some sort of stalemate or like, how about this? Like the humans know they're going to win the war eventually, but it's going to require another three billion deaths. You know, most of the rest of the humans are going to have to die to to get to the last um, holdouts of the, the Skynet. And so, like, John Connor makes a deal with the Skynet hive mind, and the Skynet hive mind actually has a bit of character, and is like, look, I just want to be able to go out into the world and actualize the way a human being can, you know, and John Connor offers up himself so that, you know, like, Skynet can inhabit him. Uh-huh. It'll be kind of like the episodes, you know, like, of, of TNG where they put Moriarty in the cube. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, oh, it, yeah. it would actually, it would be a lot like the end of the, the Matrix, you know what I mean, where, where, like, he goes and he makes the deal that they're going to continue to operate the matrix with the architect or whatever. Right. Um, I, I feel like maybe that's a problem. Like the matrix already had a much better solution for humanity. I was saying it AI. sounds very matrixy where you're <laughs> going with that. Uh, my yeah. suggestion on how to save the Terminator franchise is basically, you know, if James Cameron can do it all much, the bet all the much better, but I think it has to be a complete system reboot. Wipe, wipe, wipe everything clean, uh, completely, move on from the characters of John Connor and Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese and, and the other T 100 and just do something completely different within the same world. Uh, like we, you know, they keep resetting timelines. Apparently uh, there could very easily be a retconned or explained away reason for, you know, going to do new characters, different characters. Uh, I think that's, I mean, there's already been too much shit done. It's, it's almost irreparable. Yeah. Well, one one thing I would like to see is um, I would like to see them finish uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, don't get Jimmer started. Are you, are you a fan of that? Um, Buchanan hasn't watched it, right? 
No, I have. I like Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, me too. Oh, wait, uh, I thought you said you hadn't seen it. Or no, you, man. You I said I haven't okay. seen it since it came on. Like, I remember, okay. like, watching it right when it was on, you know, Fox or whatever. Uh, yeah. And you, I remember you were saying, like, oh, it's so dated. <laughs> and you're, you're, uh, you sent me the clip from uh, YouTube of, like, the guy getting into the school and shooting people up. But uh, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed that show. Uh, up and you know, I think it's one of the shows that progressively got better. Uh, the more it went on, season two mm-hmm. was definitely the better of the two seasons because it only lasted two seasons. And then, of course, they just sort of ran the whole production into the tree at the end once they found out they got canceled. So I didn't really yeah. know how it, how it ended and, at all. Well, because they ended, it's like, okay, we're going to do something really interesting and then we're not going to show you anymore. Yeah, it's because <laughs> they found out they got canceled. Yeah, but it's like, all right, we're sending them into the future. It's like, ooh, so how, a new take. They, how many episodes have. How many episodes have you actually watched, Jimmers? I watched the first five or six. And you just you and, couldn't get uh, over it? You no, know, like the writing was D minus at best. Like it starts off with like Cromarty comes into the school. You guys have seen this. And he, he like is calling roll, pretending Bert to be Chance. the substitute teacher. And what is John Connor's pseudonym so he can hide from the Terminators? Yeah. John Reese. That's clever. <laughs> so if they figured out the name of his father... I mean, like, these are supercomputers spending 24 hours a day trying to figure out how to, to, to stop. Well, I guess you know why they found him then. And uh, then, like, Cromarty. Hey, little guy. Cromarty comes into the classroom, and I think it was supposed to be, like, set up. There was, like, a metal detector at the school. Yeah. And so he, he puts a Glock in his leg. Yeah. Like, he stitches it into his leg, and he cuts it out so he can pass through the metal detector, because that's totally how metal detectors work. Yeah, that uh, was he, he said he had, like, a medical card or whatever. Because, like, that's Ow. that's how I get the medical med, uh, the metal detectors. I, I have a card that says I can't walk through that shit. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because you're a cyborg. I'm a cyborg, and, uh, exactly. And, and then, like, he goes and he starts trying to shoot John Connor, but that girl, Summer Glau or whatever, saves yep. him. And John Connor's, like, running through the parking lot. And Cromarty, he stands in the classroom holding the gun and watching John Connor run away. And he just stands there, and then he turns to the class, and he goes, class dismissed. <laughs> like, uh, that, there, are, there are one-liners in Terminator 1 and 2, but there's nothing like that. Okay. No, I like, think, the one-liners are, I are think there's fitting. a general trend. Did you ever get to the uh, second actor who plays Cromarty? Bert Chance. Um, I think so. I... I got to the part where, like, they try and travel through the future, and this pissed me off, too. I've told you about this, Buchanan. Because, um, like, the, the T-800, I think it's a T-800, right, for Marty? Yeah. He gets his head cut off, like, going through the yeah. time portal, yeah. and yet he can still, his body can still operate, and he has to track his head down. Right. In, in the future they go to, I think it's 2006 or whatever. And um, this is, like, a total ripoff of um, uh, Time Zero. There's a TNG two-part oh, episode. Oh, the TNG Data, episode. Yeah, oh, Data yeah. goes into the past. And he gets his head ripped off, and then when he goes back into the future, they find the head in the cave and reattach it. Right. Oh, anyway, I was, what I was going to say is, uh, once the, the this new actor takes over the part of Cromarty, the series really picks up for me. It's the and same guy who, uh, he actually, he's actually hope. in that comedy show with... Raising uh, Hope. Yeah, Raising Hope. Right, that's right, right. That's why I kept saying Burt Chance, because that's his uh, character's uh, name. That, okay, that's, that, yeah, that, that's it. And it uh, yeah, like I said, the, the, the show actually really picked up for me. At that point, but like I said, I didn't have the same problems. I, you know, you go into t- television with different expectations anyway. Uh, and so no, I, I enjoyed it. And plus, something I, with I Summer thought... Glau and Lena Headley, you can give just a little uh, bit of slack. That's a terrible reason. Lena, Lena Headley there... and Summer Glau can save me any day. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't, I don't get it because, um, 
I mean, like you can look at hot girls on the internet all day long. And uh, and by the way, like I was watching. Hey, Lena uh, Headey has just nominated for an Emmy, mind you, sir. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it was because you respect her acting. All right, now I understand. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, it, it was like it was fifteen or twenty minutes into Terminator Genesis, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is Daenerys Targaryen, mother of dragons. Like I uh, I didn't even realize that at first. I think it's because the hair was different or something. But I, I was just thinking about like, yeah, of course, the hair is different. She was in the film, and how bad it was. Not really uh, like her acting was bad in Genesis. I hated how she played Sarah Connor. That's something we didn't really touch on. Because, like, Sarah Connor in T1, yeah, she's, like, um, uh, really, um, what am I looking at? Like, fragile, you know, at the beginning. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, you're terminated, fucker. Yeah. And then in T2, she's, like, a badass from beginning to end. But she's also, like, philosophical. Like, the speech in the kitchen to Dyson about, like, you only know how to destroy life. You don't know how to create it. Yeah. You don't know what it, like, to feel it grow you. inside of you. And I'm like, no, like these I are said, really cool lines. Like she's it, a real that, That's a better script. I, I don't think that was necessarily Amelia, Amelia Clark's right, fault. Yeah. I think a lot of had. I like. I think the director was bad. He was not the right guy for the for the project. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this, um, we walked out because I knew in T1, Sarah Connor was supposed to be 19, I think, in the yeah, original yeah, yeah, timeline. Yeah. I remember that. And in this, we walked out of the theater, and my friend was like, "Oh my god, Sarah Connor was so annoying. Why would she?" And she kept crying throughout the film. Like, I mean, she doesn't cry once through T2. Uh-huh. And she's right. in this point, like she's supposed to already have been exposed to the Terminator and have been getting training and, and stealing herself mentally for the end of the world and all this stuff for 11 years. You know, it's longer than the time between t- uh, T1 and T2. Yeah. And she, she's like, just continue like moping around and crying. And um, we went out of the theater and, and my friend I was like, yeah, it was really creepy how she was like hooking up with Jai Courtney because he seemed like he was a lot older because he's and a I'm hunk like, of oh, hunk of burning man. Yeah. Um. I I never thought that much of Michael Bean, but I would have taken Michael Bean a hundred times over what I got with him. Well, Jack, um, yeah, he was he was terrible. Yeah, and uh, I think I even texted you that when I was watching it. It was like, oh, Jack Courtney's yeah. terrible. Yeah, because because they're like like how old is he supposed to be? And they thought that she was supposed to be like fifteen based on the way she was acting. And I'm like, no, according to the timeline, she's supposed to be nineteen. And they're like, that's ridiculous. Maybe she's got so, some arrested development, man. I mean, it stands to reason psychologically. Maybe. Well, I think it would have been a more interesting movie to see, you know, like Terminator goes back even earlier, like the 1962 thing, gets into a fight with a T-1000, and then like how do the next 10 years progress? Like that would have been a more interesting movie. I imagine That's the T-1000 is probably like chasing her around. Yeah. There's probably like, in this is one thing I found redeeming about Terminator 3, like the Terminator doesn't just come back to kill one person. It's like, well, if I can't get John Connor, I have a list of 50 other people who are really important to the resistance. I might as well kill some of them. True. And she actually does. It's the only time the, the Skynet actually makes any kind of um, headway with its time machine plans. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like if I had to make a case for Genesis, the one thing I would say is that, um, I kind of liked how Skynet is just part of the Genesis thing. Yeah. So I, really I, I agree. Clear I like that, that a lot, actually. It's like part of Apple's newest rollout. It's supposed yep. to be this all. I think it was. It was modeled after that. The yeah, movie. and everybody's looking at it on iPads. <clears throat> and um, because I, I mean, like, this is sort of like what is our newest fear with technology? Yeah, you know, it, it's not that we're going to build giant killer robots. I mean, maybe with drones and stuff a little bit, but I think it's that you know, like the government is spying on you. They're misappropriating your information. You know, anybody can be blackmailed for anything at any time. It's you know, like we're living within this you know, Foucault's panopticon. Right. And, um, you know, like there are these, these NSA programs, there was one of them called Skynet. Right, right, right. program called that. Skynet. Yeah. 
So I, maybe that's sort of it. That's that's about the best I can come up with in defense of it. All right, guys. So the uh, general consensus is uh, T1, T2, remain awesome. T3, shit. Uh, Salvation, <laughs> mostly shit. And Genesis, shit. Although with very you know various sparks of intelligence and yeah. life. Uh, redeeming I'll, qualities. I'll, yeah, like I said, it has some redeeming qualities. And uh, I just wish it. I, I really wanted to like that movie. I really did. And I, I approached that movie with an open mind, even though I'd been na- I've been naysaying it now for months. Uh, ever since they re- you know released the trailer with John Connor as the bad guy. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. I actually, you know, well, like I said, I went into it with an open mind because I wanted to like yeah. this movie. It just, well, I, too much. I can't help but wonder. How, yeah, I can't help but wonder if I would have liked it better if it hadn't been for that trailer. I think it really probably made a difference. I don't. I like I said. I, I went into it open, and you know, I guess I probably like it better than you and Jeffrey. I'm curious to see what you think about it. You might, you know, like well, when, when I watched it or when I finished, rather, what came to mind is what you had said on the last podcast about uh, sometimes critics are just assholes, and I think for a lot of you know for a lot of it, yeah, they were just assholes in reviewing this movie. Uh, I think there was there was too much to like to hate it this much, but what do you do? Yeah, I never trust the do? critics. And I'm very curious about the movie now from your descriptions, even though you All right, we'll go, go watch that shit. Uh, we, we only sort of gave away the ending. Uh, it's, yeah, definitely worth a watch, I guess. Just be, yeah. if you're a fan of the Terminator movies. It's not like the prequels of the Star Wars movies where I can just tell people to ignore mm-hmm. them entirely. Actually, you said so that. much stuff, I'm not sure which part of that was actually the ending. So. <laughs> That's true. It, okay, you'll, the, the you'll ending, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. The ending of this was also the ending of Terminator Salvation. It's there like literally go. the exact same ending. Isn't it? I mean, uh, I don't they, remember they, the ending they, of Salvation that well. The ending of Salvation play. is they blow up. Yeah, they blow up Skynet, but it turns out they didn't really. That's, that's the ending yeah. Salvation. <laughs> It's the same thing with Genesis. All right. Okay, guys, I think that is going to wrap us up. Do you have anything left to say about the Terminator franchise? No more expectations. It was no. good while it lasted. Jimmers is washing his hands clean. Jeffrey? Um, maybe they should stop trying to sil- uh, kill Sarah Connor. Ah, jeez, I can't talk today. Maybe they should stop trying to kill Sarah Connor and, and uh, try to find a different angle. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what maybe I'm saying. I, I agree with you there. I think the best way to say the Terminator franchise is a complete system reboot, uh, new characters, go back, new actors, everything. Go back with a bunch of T1000s and put them in in places of power and you know government right. and rich people. And if they're, and, and if they're slowly, so set on you know killing, wiping out humanity, <laughs> there's you could go back to like the Black Plague and just you know play mop up duty, really. Or maybe they could do something. Well, it's a little far fetched, but they could you know keep polluting and. Raising the temperature and, and fucking up the environment until we all oh oh yeah something like that oh yeah seems like they're already doing that <laughs> they're here I hear Jimmer saying Republicans <laughs> well I you don't want to start me on this but I mean I saw a really great article a couple of weeks ago and it was about how a lot of these uh, I don't know what to call them I want to say Tech Noir but you remember that's the name of the nightclub from Terminator One it's called the Tech no, Noir I don't remember that. That was like how self-aware the film was. So like, hey, I'll meet you down at the Tech Noir. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, like these movies, I feel like I used to be like afraid of technology. Like I was really afraid of like AI was going to rise up and kill us or set off nuclear bombs or something. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, like the, the more I think about it, I think the movies are terrifying because like it's not about us versus the technology we create. It's about like us versus the inhumane aspects of our humanity. Like we live in this ultra corporatized world 
where everyone has to be super efficient, where we don't care about people as soon as they retire, they have no more commodity value to the company and yep. they have to be eliminated. You know, like people want to have death panels or, you know, whatever the hell, like we, we live in a world where the more human you are, the bigger the burden you are. And everyone Ooh, hates you for point. that. Like it. And, and so, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like, um, you know, like that, that was a better theme for these. And this one, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't explore anything. I feel like I can't really say anything for T3 or Salvation either, you know? Yeah, all right. In kind of defense of them. I mean, T1 had a moral. I feel like T2 had a moral. I feel like everything else, uh, just a uh, drug. I see. I, I, I would say Genesis does have at least a small moral, and it has to do with what you just said about it's not necessarily the technology that we fear. It's how we use that technology to take over our lives that we should fear. Yeah, but if they showed, like, all these kids, you know, like, not going to school because they're watching the Genesis countdown, or people are like, I've got to break up with my girlfriend because Genesis is coming. But, like, I don't even know what Genesis did in the movie. Uh, it was just some kind of big tech reveal. Life and shit. That's, that's, it was some that's kind of, like, yeah, but, but I mean, like, it was as nebulous as that. It was like, this is going to revolutionize everything. We can't explain what it is. And then they showed so, no impacts of that. Just Genesis a bunch of people with iPads. Like a, Genesis is, is just like a good version of Siri or something? It's, yeah, it's like a super app. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but it's all connected. But it's all—it's just a subsidiary of Skynet. So not only can Skynet, like, launch, you know, nuclear bombs at you, it can also, like, burn your house down by adjusting the thermostat and making shit blow up. Hmm. All that. It can also cause yeah. you to miss a date with a hot lady friend. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, he, like, here's how bad it is. The name of the movie is Terminator Genesis... Spelled wrong. And I've seen the movie, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what Genesis is. Uh, that's what it is, man. It's an I app. mean, other than, other than it's kind of like Skynet, somehow. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't... But uh, what, what is it really? It's a new beginning. Or at least that's what they wanted us to think it was. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're out. We're done. Yeah. Adios, everybody. Adios. All right. Shrimp long and lobster. Hasta la vista, baby. Pa pasta la vista. Gravy. <laughs> All right, bye. Ha 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 ha!